All right, so, yeah. All right, here we are. Pepper Jack. Top three cheese or no? Oh, a top top three cheese? I know because we were previously talking about how we have a friend that thinks that this is a shitty cheese. And I – it's not a – I don't know if it's a top three cheese, but it's a good cheese. I don't know if I'd give it top three, honestly. I like yeah. it a lot. I think, I think it's a great cheese. Personally, I'm giving it top five. I, for, the, for the cheeses that I've tried. No, yeah. I'm not like, I'm not like a, a tree cheese connoisseur or anything. I have tried some very expensive cheese. I went to a place in Denton, and I got cheese that goes for like $40 a pound. So I got a quarter pound of it for $10. And let me tell you, it tasted like cheese. <laughs> that, that that's that's how i described it no it was it was it like it was just it was cheese, great you know? yeah um but like I, I think pepper jack's up there man i really do so i'm trying to think of the cheeses i put above it so i'm actually the cheeses i dislike and it's a hot take you're probably not about to be ready for this i don't mm-hmm. i'm not big on on sharp cheeses i'm not either i'm not either like i think sharp cheddar whack I, I, Sharp what? cheddar is my least favorite kind of cheddar. Yeah, same. I much prefer a mild cheddar. I agree. Um, does I What think, does that say yeah. about me? I don't know. But I love Swiss cheese. I love – Provolone is probably my favorite cheese. Provolone is a great cheese. love provolone. I think I say Swiss. I think Swiss is my favorite. Um, I like Havarti. I love me some Gouda. I do I, love Havarti. Oh, Gouda. Gouda. Have you tried um, – I think I tried it at Sam's once. But there is this uh, – it's a it's a Gouda cheese, but it's, like, mixed with, like, cranberries or something, and it's sweet. And I oh. kid you not, it, it tastes like a dessert. Like, I could eat the entire thing of that, and it would be dessert to me. Like, 100 – wow. Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like Gouda cheese a lot. Gouda's good. Gouda is a good cheese. Um, I, Is Gouda the one that they burn and that they put on sandwiches? Have you seen that? Is that Gouda? It might be. Have you seen that? Where they like they'll burn a cheese, they'll burn a cheese, and then they'll just like scrape it off and put it onto a sandwich, and it looks, it looks busting, bro. It's that, it's that good, good. It's that, it's that prime time queso, you know. Interesting. Fun fact about me that you did not know. Um, I don't think I have the song memorized anymore, but apparently when I was younger. I liked queso like at Mexican restaurants, at, like Tex-Mex restaurants. I liked it so much that I wrote a song to talk about how much I love queso. And my parents like to bring this up very often. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the song, but I do remember that it started with the lines, queso, queso, how I love queso. Hell and, yeah. You know, I the Grammy's inbound, honestly. On, honestly. Um. You know, it's funny how you had a song when you were younger about some stuff in your life. Mm-hmm. I had a song and I actually stole it, but I kind of claimed it. So uh, it started with me and my friend, Gary. We There was this, I forget what it was. It was either on like Neopets or it was a Neopet, like really cringy YouTube video. That was really funny because we were like eight or nine, but it was like, it went in. It's like, what's in my pockets? Crackers. And it's just talk, talking about having crackers in their pockets. I love and that. I, and I memorized the whole song and me and my little brothers used to sing it all the time. And then my, my, my parents, just like your, you and your queso song. Yeah. Remind me to say it. And I'm like, I'm like, mom, I'm 25, you know, but then I'll sing it because it gets her to feel alive again. 
but I'm not gonna lie as you're talking this song is coming back to me and I realized I didn't write an entire song I wrote just one verse that loops over and over again oh go ahead um, the, the, the mic is yours queso queso how I love I'm not singing I'll talk it though it's like slam poetry yeah <clears throat> good good queso queso oh how I love queso you take a little chip and you dip it right in because you've got queso. Mm. You know, and I don't think we've had musical genius of that level until, I guess, until your Cracker song, which everyone came first, I guess is. Yeah, I guess, I guess we're just real, um, you know, what's the word? Savant? Is that the word? Is that the appropriate word? I think, I think that applies. I, you know, I think we could call us savants for that. I, I think. I, I think we are essentially prodigies, prodigies, you know, of alphas I think when it comes to food based songs, we might be the Kanye Wests, you know? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Of, of like the production value is just there. And, and I, I, yeah, speaking we have the, we, we have the bad boy attitude, but anyways, go ahead. Speaking of Kendrick, you excited? Yes. I'm so excited. Yes. Five years since uh, his last one. Is it five years? Yeah, it was 2017. No, he did the... Yeah, um, the Black Panther one uh, soundtrack was in 2018. Yeah. But his last, like, Damn. project, yeah. Was yeah, Dan was 20, 2017. I'm excited, man. Because this, this year has been missing, like, a killer rap album, in my opinion. It really has. Um, well, I guess we could have listened to Donda if we did that Donda too. If we did that dumb, that the dumb shit that Kanye wants us to do. But I'm not doing that. I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a record player thing or whatever it is. Did you hear about that? I did not hear about that. I, I'm clueless. Please enlighten oh, me. Oh, Donda Two is released, but it's on one platform, and you have to spend like two hundred bucks on some either I forget what it is exactly and what it is, but it's some kind of equipment to then do it. Interesting. To like to to consume it. That's interesting. Yeah, it's whack. Yeah, you mentioned record player. I'm finally getting a record player. Actually. Nice. I got one for my for my birthday that's coming up, so it gets here Friday, I believe. I'm excited. What records do you have? Um, so far I have one. Uh, that was from my mom. Uh, that it was actually my great grandmother's. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Patsy Cline. Yeah. Oh hey, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's her greatest hits. I. Love Patsy Klein. Incredible. Um, yeah, my I was not introduced to Patsy Klein uh, until like my ex introduced me, and then yeah, I mean I've talked with Caleb about this multiple times. My opinion, like top three female like voice of all time, for my personal opinion. Wow, um, that's that's no, a I, lot. I I put her up there. I I love her voice. I really do. Oh, who do I? That's a lot. I'm trying to think of. That's she's great, and I okay. don't. Hold on. Let me correct that. Not top three female voice of all time. Top three female country voice of all time. I, I get more on board with that. Voice of, of all time, actually. Because I'm like, I'm like, we have a lot. We have some that aren't here no more. We have like Whitney Houston, but then we also have stuff that's like out now that I'm like, man, there's some people that can just rip, you know? Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't say top three. All genres. All genres. But that's no, exciting. Yeah. I guess we did have we did have a Corday's album dropped this year and that was a good one. That one was a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't um 
it was great, but it wasn't like those kind of albums or like that one. It's like, I've listened to it recently, actually, like over the last couple of days again, actually, ironically, but, um, um, it's, I don't know, man. I just remember that there's just, I just, we just need a good killer summer album. I remember different albums and how they've like made me want to, I don't know. I remember Tyler, the creator's Igor. I listened to that like half a year straight. I remember, um, uh, what's the other ones? Um, 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 that came out a decent time. What am I, why am I blanking on albums? There's just I listened, I listened to off season a lot. I listened to off season a lot. That was probably the one I listened to the most this last year. Yeah. Um, I did, which funny because I think we talked about it. I didn't like off season as much first listen through. Yeah, but it, it's like on me now. I love it now. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, after the first listen to, I gave it probably a week and I re listened to it and I was like, okay, yeah, never mind. it's a banger. Yeah. You know what's one I probably need to re-listen to again, but I just haven't. Well, I don't even know because Kanye has me. I just spoiled it, but Kanye has me feeling away. It's it's Donda. It's Donda. I wasn't in love with it. I I actually really I really enjoyed Donda. I really did. I enjoy it. I just can't listen to it over and over. Does that make sense? Like I have to be in a certain mood for that one. We're like Life of Pablo. I can just put some shit on and be fine. And I, I think they're different styles. You know, they're both inherently kanye but they're very like different versions of kanye yeah like okay 2014 forest hill drive right yeah i think is a fantastic album i i think it's i mean at worst in my opinion nine out of ten album at worst i agree Um, i think off season has more repeatability for more moods, like more more times. Not like I think if you're really? in a certain mood, I take four shields drive. But I think off season has like those I don't want to think, I just want to like, you know, listen. And so I feel like those are kind of I feel like with Donda, it's like you have to be in that like it's it's like a certain mood. It's it's I don't know how to describe it. But you know the feeling, um, when it goes that I want to go to the moon, that part, yeah, the feeling you get when you listen to that, I feel like you have to be in that like mood to listen to Donda. I agree with that. And so that, that's kind of how, kind of how I view it. All right. I have something you're going to disagree with. Oh, is it your bracket? Oh, not yet. I'll do that here soon. (laughs) Um, certified lover boy, I think is aged is aged like fine wine. I think when I first listened to it, I was like, it was really good. And then I was like, it's not, it's okay. And then I really enjoy it. And I think it's very listenable. I think there's a lot of stuff. I, I think I've probably listened to Certified Lover Boy more than I've listened to Donda. Not saying I necessarily prefer it. I, I think it's apples to oranges, but I think it's incredibly listenable too. Um, I preferred it over Tyler's, the creator's album this year. And I love Tyler, the creator. Um, I also, um, I think the off season's better than it, but I think it was, I think it was a damn good album. I'm not even going to lie. There's some songs. Don't get me wrong. I listen to it. I don't feel deep. I know I'm not in a way. I'm just like, yeah, let's go. You know what I mean? Like that's the vibe, but I'm there, you know? Interesting. 
Yeah. Um, so I haven't listened to it since it came out. Uh, <laughs> I will, you know, approach it with, I'm going to give it a chance again. I'm going to re-listen to it and see how I feel about it. But I disagree with one point you inherently made when you said you first listened to it. You thought, yeah, it's a good album. I didn't, I did not like it at all. Like first listen through my first thought was this might be Drake's worst project. Really? His worst. I did not enjoy it at all. First listen through. Um, I listened to it twice on like the first day. Um, so I like, listened to it when it came out at first. And then like later on, I, I gave it another listen to, I did not enjoy it. Um, that being said, I'm going to give it another shot. That's fair. I I need, I need to give the uh, – I'm weird with Kanye right now because I think he's doing some weird shit and I feel weird consuming him. So I'm going to give that one a minute. But I I would love the, the opportunity to re-listen to Donda again. But he's been weird for me recently, you know, rightfully so. Um, That's fair though. I'm Give it a go. Um, Let me try to think of some other albums. Let me just look up. Um – Best recent hip hop albums. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, let's see which ones I need to listen to because there's some. There's definitely more I, I need to listen to. I'm sure. Where would you rank Corday's album? If we're talking about okay, what 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 albums are in contention? So um, we have so we'll off season, off season onward. So off season, Donda, Certified Lover Boy, Tyler's, Tyler's, and Cordays. Those are the ones. Okay, yeah. out of those five, the one I think I might need to listen to it again. The one I put last is probably Tyler's. Um, Interesting. I, I wasn't crazy on it, man. I wanted to like it more than I did, and don't get me wrong, I didn't dislike it, but See, I remember. I'm not typically as big of a Tyler fan. Like I enjoy his, enjoy his music, but I'm not like a huge fan, right? Like I, it's not like my go-to. I enjoyed the album though. Like I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I wonder <sighs> if it's because I'm not as big of a Tyler fan and because like you're more invested into it. Maybe was it like well, inherently different than some of his other stuff? Yeah, but it's – okay, so he has – OG Tyler fans, like OG, the ones that like listened to him in like 2013 and 2011 with like Gom- like with like Goblin and what's it called Cherry Bomb or what- whatever it's called. It's called something like that. Um, it had a lot more of that to it. I liked Flower Boy and Igor the most, and it was um, because they're they're very synthy. They have its own like I don't know. It's a lot more beat driven. I think I don't know how to explain it, but they're very synthy, and I enjoy that about music. It's almost like a rapper with not this. It's definitely not the same beat. It's not the same sound because the weekend has its own kind of sound, right? But mm-hmm. it's in that same kind of like gotcha. realm. Does that make sense? And so okay. this one was more traditional, like rap. And don't don't get me me wrong. It was good. It was good. I just. I just didn't prefer it as much. I don't even know. I I want to give it a listen again, but. Because I feel like some of these are just like headspace stuff, but um, I I did want to include one more album that go ahead. personally I think is right up there with those, uh, the melodic blue baby king. Oh, 
So I thoroughly enjoyed that album. Like everyone, everyone talks about Range Brothers and Family Ties because Kendrick's on there. But like, I just I enjoyed I enjoyed the album honestly. Yeah, I oh I forgot about that one. Um, yeah. I I well didn't and didn't Little Baby come out with an album as well? I don't know if I listened to Little Babies. Let me oh, see. No, he did. He did not. He did. No, he did. Yeah, he came out with the Voice of Heroes. I did, I don't think I listened to it all the way through. I think I've heard like a couple of them. I have been getting into Little Baby a bit though. I've listened to Drip Harder and Harder Harder Than Ever like a lot recently because I didn't dive into him when he was like when he first came out because I was I don't know I was learning it a l- little bit more. Um, okay. So yeah, those are our six albums. I go off season. Okay, I agree with that. Um, I would do so. I would say off season. I think the uh, let me let me try to fill fill in the blank here. Do I be honest with myself? I got to be honest with myself. I think Don does too. For me, I think for me. Oh, I don't want to say it, man. All right, my last is going to be Tyler. Let me fill in the blank. Last is Tyler. This is going on TikTok. I just want you to know. Oh. <laughs> second is a, a second certified lover boy. Um, I think second is certified lover boy. I think I do third is Donda. I think I need to listen to Melodic Blue again. Um, that one was good, but I I think I I think I just kind of like had it on in the background. So I guess I'll put that five. Um, I put Corday four and I think that, so yeah, so I go off season, off season, certified lover boy, Donda, um, Corday's baby Keems, Tyler's. I feel the need. Okay, so let's make an effort to listen to all these albums this week, and then come back again and re-rank them. So that's what I'm saying. Those are the ones I say. What do you? How do you? Okay. I go off season. Donda. I, I'm a big, big Corday fan. I I really am. Um, I'm gonna go Corday third. Then I'm gonna go, Baby Keem, Melodic Blue. As your four? As my four. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably five is Tyler's, six is Drake. That's crazy. I have Drake six. I do. I think I might put Drake farther down because I know it's inherently not deep, but it's a bunch of bops. Like, it, I, I think it's a bunch of bops. I, I mean, I think he was trying to make a summer playlist. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's fair. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to these thoughts, and then we're gonna rock it. But you know, while we're in the middle of rocking it, and you know, owning our opinions and doing stuff, here's one that isn't an opinion. Scrub Daddy's the best product on the damn market, and um, that's a fact. And uh, Scrub Daddy's, everyone out there, you need to appreciate Scrub Daddy. I cannot believe when you showed me how ironic it was. You showed me the TikTok of Duolingo right? and Scrub right. Daddy. Like together on a TikTok, this yep. is next level. It's like they're reading our minds, man. Do, well, do they do they listen to us? 
I they probably do. I mean, they liked our Instagram comment that one time, so they're basically in love with us. Um, <laughs> but okay, here's the thing. Okay, do you follow the Empire State Building on TikTok? Oh no, I feel like I should. Such a good account, like quality account. Um, you know how they so they like built that new uh like skyscraper? Yeah. In, in New York City. Yeah. The Empire State Building just trashes on that building constantly. Like the account, they just do like the the uh, green screen effect with a face over the Empire State Building, and it just talks trash to the other skyscraper the entire time. That's incredible. And it's fantastic. And Scrub Daddy, uh, I sent you one today. Scrub Daddy did another like their like their TikTok combined with the Empire State Building one. Why is Scrub Daddy killing it? Yo, they're because expanding they're so far. On the market. God damn right. That's exactly why. I man, man, I I I I, I don't want to break character too hard, but I almost feel like they're they're going up too fast that like why would they like why would they care about us, you know? And I'm like, hey, don't forget about us on your way up. Well, no. See, they they cannot forget about us because we're we're always there. We have 30 plus episodes of content representing how much we love them. We, Kobe, Kobe, it's accountability. This is accountability time. We need to do more content outside of the actual podcast calling out our love towards Scrub Daddy. We're talking Twitter, stitching shit. Um, Steven was messaging the Scrub Daddy account every day and he was doing like messaging every day until you listen to Possibly Rambling. Which I really appreciate. I'm yeah. doing that. So like Right. Right. We gotta be better at that stuff. We're bad at that stuff. But Scrub Daddy, no they we love them. We, we love them. Um Okay, so in the meantime. Okay. Yes. We, so you asked me to fill out an NBA bracket, right? And go ahead and tell me your predictions for the finals. For the finals? Oh, do you want to go ahead and run, run, run through all of them? I yes, I, yes. Let's I do it. I've I've already made my bracket for the record, and I included what I think the series is going to be. Okay. Um, which so far I don't think I'm wrong on any of them, but I'm already getting pretty close. If Golden State sweeps the the Nuggets, then that because I have that go in seven games. Um, but let me know when you're ready. Okay. Okay. In the meantime, I'm gonna fill up my bracket. I think you should give a really dramatic speech on what it means to be the person you're trying to be, Kobe. The development you know, of a man. Go ahead. Development it, of a person, it, an individual, a human being. Go. Go on. Interesting off, that you say that because it's something that I've been giving a lot of thought recently. Um, the idea of individuality, because. You know, let's go back to college days real quick, and I know you're filling out this bracket, so you're just kind of passively listening, but we took a class in college together um, that was about, it, it was a cultural class, uh, intercultural communication specifically, and we talked about how different cultures are very holistic versus, you know, America's culture is very individualistic, and I, I've been thinking about the idea of individualism and, like, how in our culture, in our society, it's viewed as like kind of your passageway into being an adult, right? Like you, you turn 18, you move out, you do this thing, you, you know, you have your first car payment and all this stuff. And I I feel like so often it's defined as that's how you become an adult. That's how you, you know, become a woman, become a man or, you know, whatever it is. Right. But 
I, I feel like in a way that does such a such a weird job of of isolating adults from like experiences. So so like they say, you need to you know grow up and be your own person and and do all these all these things on your own. But then you go into like a work environment and they're like, okay, stop doing things on your own. You need to you know you need to do this as a team and everything like that. And I feel like there's this constant battle between wanting and longing to be a part of something and wanting to be your own person. And and so that's something I've been thinking about recently. Is like, who I guess am I individually? And am I am I me or am I based off the groups that I that I am a part of? Um, mm. And I think the dog in the background is echoing my thoughts perfectly. I don't know if that's me or yours. It is. It is my neighbor's dog. I'm very sorry. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. I, I enjoy the echoing remarks because he agrees. He or she. I don't know what kind of dog this is, um, but the dog agrees that I, I think it ultimately comes down to finding a balance um, between who you who you are and who you want to be. And what's expected of you versus what you want to be a part of, because I, I think those are inherently separate things, but I feel like they, they don't have to be as separate as society wants to make them. I don't know if any of that makes sense. If I'm being completely honest with you, I have thought about it recently, but I'm just rambling right now. But it's possibly rambling and you should continue because I still need to do one of the conferences. Wow. All right. I so, uh, so I'm gonna actually about this. I'm gonna ask you a question. So, okay. how has your perspective on greatness changed since the last since COVID actually, and success, greatness, and what it means to be successful? Dive into these things and give me your honest opinion. And I am listening because I actually am very curious on this. So, I think that's interesting as well, specifically with how COVID has kind of influenced society and the way we view things, because. If you think about it, pre-COVID, so much was built on what you accomplish and not what you experience. But I now feel that like with COVID and kind of the lack of experiences people had to go through or like they had people had to experience a lack of experience. Like you couldn't go do things. You couldn't do the things you wanted to do. You couldn't go out, you know, for most of the country. We live in Texas, so not as much here. But for most of the country, it was really locked down. And so I, I think people kind of have had this appreciation of what they're able to do out of desire rather than accomplishment. And so I think that's kind of like changed the way we view success. Um, I think inherently there's always going to be people that say success is how much money you make or what job you have or what kind of house you have. I, I think that's all, there's always going to be people that believe that. And I don't think it's necessarily wrong to say that if you make a lot of money, you can be successful because of that. But I don't think that's the only reason. And I think with COVID people are kind of, I, I, I don't know, at least from the sides of the internet I'm on, it seems like people are kind of seeing it differently as success is just doing what, like doing what you enjoy, basically. Um, like for example, I saw a TikTok today. Um, that was this person just was walking down the street in DC and they were asking different people what they do for a living and like how much money do they make, blah, blah, blah. Right. And if they enjoyed it and everything like that. And one of them was, she was a scientist at the, um, at the Smithsonian, a research scientist, um, in like, I think it was the biology department of the Smithsonian. Right. And 
they asked her what she did. She told them, and they asked how much she made, and she I think she was like fifty two thousand a year or something, right? Which isn't like you know isn't necessarily like nothing because there's a lot of people that make less than that. It's higher than the national average. But it was one of like the lowest one of the lowest ones like in the entire video compared to what the other people were doing, um, and so they asked her, you know, what do you think is more important, passion or money? And she said, passion. She thinks passion is more important, but money is also important. And so it's not like you can't like say one rules the other and you negate the other. Like they're both both important aspects because. Ultimately, we live in a society where we have money. That's how we purchase things. That's how you pay bills. You have a place to live, everything like that. And so obviously, you know, money is is important. But having a passion for what you're doing, I, I think just – I mean, it's – for me, the idea of success is waking up and doing what I love every day. And if, if I get paid to do that, that just builds on top of it. Mm. Am I there? Absolutely not. But one day. But one day. When Scrub Daddy is paying our bills. One Scrub, Scrub Daddy, I hope you're listening. Um, we're not in it for the money. We're, we're, we, we really aren't. If, if I'm being honest, if we're in it for anything, it's the glory. Um, if Hon- we're being, yeah. On their TikTok account. Honestly. Like, if they like duetted us one time. I'd throw up. I'd throw up out of happiness. I would absolutely be vomiting. 100%. Yeah. I have my brackets. Um, cool. I, I, you did so good in those answers and so forth, and it is very the, – these are things I commonly think about. And so it is interesting to see that because I think so much of it is an ever-evolving process because there's so much that goes on beyond like – I don't know. I like to think that we're smart and we're intellectuals and we have things important things to say, important things that we think about. And I don't mean just us. I mean like I think people, there's such a – human human element to just the world that I think is so often forgotten, you know? And I, and I, uh, I value that. Like, like, honestly, it's hard sometimes with, with this podcast, for example, to sit there and be like, Ooh, what's the best decision to make for this growing podcast? Then sometimes I'm just like, man, sometimes the best thing to do is to just articulate a good message or just to like have fun while we're doing it and be happy while we're doing it. But don't get me wrong. Right. Like that's, you know, sometimes there is just like the responsibilities of life. You need to be able to make swift decisions, do swift things, be people of action. But at the same time, if we love what you do. Yeah. That, you know, that, that's just the fact that we have continuous listeners still blows my mind. Not even kidding. I love it. Just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. Um, All right. I have my but, brackets. You go first, or should I go first? I think we'll go at the same time. Uh, oh, predict predicting a series. Okay. Yeah, Phoenix Suns, New Orleans Pelicans. How, what do you have? Um, Phoenix Suns, New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Phoenix is win, win, winning that four nothing. All right, I got four one. I gave the Pelicans a game. Why not? That's fair. Um, Mavs Jazz. So Mavs, they're already it's one one to one without Luca. Luca's come coming back. Jalen Brunson dominated one of those games, which was great. He had like thirty nine points, I think. It was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Dallas wins four two. All right. Did you use my bracket to make your bracket? No. Okay. Cool. I'm just curious. I also have Mavs four two. Okay. Um, 
Golden State, Denver Nuggets. I think Golden State wins 4-1. Um, I, I have it as I um, obviously already know that that they're up 2-0, but I think they win 4-1. I think this they are they are boat racing these guys, man. They really are. And to be honest, I had this as like the best matchup in the first round, in my opinion. I thought it was going to be because Golden State, obviously, they've been they've been on fire this year, really. Like Steph Curry was playing MVP level for a while. Um, he slowed down a bit, but he was. And then he got injured. Yeah, you have Jokic, who is an MVP candidate. Like he's top three. Draymond is stuffing him, man. He is, and it's it's been crazy. Um, I had it. I had Golden State winning four three. Um, we'll see if the Nuggets have an answer. I don't. Know, I, but I think Golden State moves on. I give them a sympathy game. I'm not surprised if they win four nothing. Jordan Poole is popping off. They have Jordan Poole, Thompson, and Steph Curry that are crushing them. Like, it was like, when's the last time Golden State's missed a shot? And that's the way it feels. Honestly. Yeah, they're blowing them out, man. Um. Okay. Next game. Grizzlies Timberwolves. I have Grizzlies four two, and Timberwolves are actually, I believe, up one zero. I have. That's my upset. I have Minnesota winning four three. Ooh. Interesting. And I felt that felt hot takey, but like Anthony Edwards is popping off. I think John Morant, because he's been out a bit, I think they're not in that midseason form with that chemistry. So I think they're kind of getting popped in the mouth a little bit. I think they're going to give him everything that they got. But I think Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, and Carl Anthony Towns are three stars that will produce well enough. If one of them doesn't produce, the other two will. I, I don't disagree. I, I think, you know, John Morant's been out for a little bit. I I think he, at some point, he, like, flips the switch, takes over the series. I, I'm not I surprised if it happens. Um, I wouldn't be surprised a seven-game series either way, but I'm, I'm taking Grizzlies 4-2. I think that's fair. Um, next one? Um, are we going across to the east? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Miami Hawks? Um, uh, mm. <laughs> Miami's winning 4 nothing, man. You know, that was my upset. I was like, is Trey Young going to come in and upset? I thought about it, but I watched the first game, and I was like, I was like, not a chance. Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year. Like, undoubtedly sixth man of the year. Um, yeah, I, I picked Hawks 4-3. I got to stick with it. Yeah. I want to believe it. I want to believe in it because Trey Young, but Trey Young got stuffed, bro. Like, they, like, stuffed him. Yeah. Um. I think he had eight points the first game. It's – I want to believe Hawks 4-3. I Me picked too. this before the first game – like before the games were played, but uh, I don't know, man. Um, 76ers, Raptors, I got 76ers 4-1. I have 76ers 4-2. I thought – this was one that I was considering upsetting because Toronto, they're built up with a bunch of 6-7 guys that can play and so forth, but like that, that cover a lot of defense and so forth. Embiid, the first game – even though they won it, Embiid had like 19 points, which is very little for Embiid. And I think they're making him think. But the problem is Tyrese Maxey is balling out. I thought James Harden was going to play bad, and he still might. Um, uh, but but he, he, so far. Yeah, he's been – he's been – he hasn't he's been trying too in, hard. Yeah, he hasn't he – is, he's not – he's not like James Harden four years ago. Yeah. But like he's, I I I think he's playing better than like Oklahoma City James Harden. Yeah, I agree. Um, when I mean, did he did he win Six Man of the Year with that Oklahoma? Yep. I thought he did, and like I thought it was, it's crazy to look back on that team and think what could have been. Um, 
But yeah, no, I, I have him like I don't think he's playing the best point of his career, but I don't think he's playing I don't think he's playing bad by any stretch. Well, he's playing more of a distributor now. He's no longer a shooting guard. He's more of a point guard now. And so he's yeah. like hitting 14 assists. It was that last game. And I'm like, that's a lot. He had 22 points and 14 assists. Maxi, I think, had like 30 something, 36 or 38 points, which is killer for him, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if that's replicable, but like, but how but often also, do you think? Yeah, immediately. Yeah. Embiid's going to score more than 19. And then. Harden probably will score more than 22. Yeah. Um, yeah I agree. Uh, yeah, I got 76ers 4-1. Um, Bucks Bulls. I got Bucks 4-2. I got Bucks 4-2. I think th- I think that's just the Bulls are really good. They have a lot, lot of juice them and talent to them. It might be different if Lonzo Ball was playing, but um, Giannis is just a monster. And uh, he, just, he just bullies them, man. And then on top of that – I expect Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday to kind of pr- play a little bit. Chris Middleton, he's a really underrated clutch player. So I think once the playoffs comes on, because I think he hasn't done what he did last year, but it hasn't been the playoffs yet. And yeah. he's and before Giannis was Giannis, Middleton was making clutch plays and game winners and stuff. So, like, I don't know. I, I think they'll pick up where they left off. Brooke Lopez is a beast. Um can we talk about how Giannis is just seems like genuinely a good person? He's like, phenomenal. I see all these videos about like his like press conferences and stuff, and he always brings like jokes and everything. Like, yeah, he's like a great guy. It's it's hard to not root for him. Like, I honestly. agree. And I mean, if he's playing the Mavs, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the Mavs because I'm a Mavs fan. Yeah, but like it, it's hard to not root for him. It's he's so talented, like. and he's really humble, and he's incredibly handsome. It's not fair. Yeah, it's. You know, it, it's like he looked at that graph of like you get to it's like the triangle when you pick two out of the three, and he just like grabbed the whole thing. It was like it's mine, yeah. and, it ran away yeah. with it, and it worked. Um, Celtics Nets. <sighs> this was hard for me. Celtics, I said game winner, game one. That was winner. that was gross. That was game awesome. Was, it was that spin and everything. I still have Nets four two. I have Nets four three. I think they're gonna. I think this is probably the series of the playoffs. One of them, I yeah. think. Um, I think both of them sense. deserve to move on, but it sucks. And I think this series might impact. I think it has me impacting where I have the Nets because I think the Nets will end up being gassed. But I think they'll they're going to perform, and I think you're going to see some amazing games from Durant and, and Irving. But the problem is, it's like if they don't ball, they don't win. Yeah. But but they're likely to ball. You know, yeah, I mean, when's the last time I cannot think of the last time like Durant wasn't putting up numbers. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Okay. Uh, we'll move back over to the Western. Uh, I have Suns Mavs. I have Suns Mavs. I have Suns taking it four two. I got Suns taking it four two. I'm a big Mavs fan. I think I really do think they're going to beat the Jazz. I, I, I same. Um, I think Luca's fantastic. I don't think they're a complete enough team to beat the Suns. That's fair. Simple. I, I think they'll get a couple games, a couple home games maybe, um, out with the way they play typically a couple away games actually. But, yeah. Um, I have Golden State Grizzlies. I know you have Golden no! State. No! So I have I have Phoenix and Timberwolves. I have Phoenix and Timberwolves, and I have Golden State and Mavs because of how it goes because they're the seventh seed. So I have Phoenix beating Timberwolves – um, because they're, they're they're the seventh seed, right? Isn't that how that would go? They would play the highest seed. 
No, so it just it just moves on. Um, so like, oh okay, this isn't the play in anymore. Um, so like the 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 play in tournament happened. Timberwolves are seventh, Pelicans are eighth. So Pelicans play the Suns. Um, Mavs, Jazz are four and five, so they play each other. The winner of those two go on to play each other. Oh okay. So yeah. then I would have Phoenix and Dallas. Okay. So yeah. I'll still I'll still take that four four two Phoenix and then okay. Golden State and Minnesota Timberwolves. What do you got? Or um, what do you? I have Golden State Grizzlies. Um, yeah. And I have Golden State taking it four two. I have Golden State taking that one four one against the uh, against the um, Timberwolves. You know what? I'll make it four two. I think it'll be a little. No, it's four one. I'm going Golden Golden State there. They look Stick good, with man. It. Stick they with look it. good. Um, so on the other side, it would be Hawks 76ers. For you? Okay. Oh, for me. You have Heat 76ers. Yep. Okay. Um, I have 76ers taking it 4-2. You have 76ers taking it 4-2. Over the I, Hawks. But you have them playing the Heat. I have Miami win, winning that. I'm going to say 4-2. Okay. Um. And then from there, what's the next one? It would be Bucks Nets for me, and you have Bucks Bucks Nets. Yeah, yeah Bucks Nets. Um, I have Bucks. I actually have Bucks four three. I think the next take them to seven. I do too. I have it. I have it. Bucks four three. <laughs> so um, I have Miami and Milwaukee. I have Philadelphia and Milwaukee. What do you say there? Milwaukee takes four two. Milwaukee takes four two. I have. I don't I think have, the Bucks have an easy series the entire time. I think they still win every series. I yeah, have Bucks repeating. Spoiler alert. I have Bucks repeating. I have I have Brooklyn I mean I have um Milwaukee repeating as well. I I don't want to copy you, but I, I have them repeating, man. I yeah, do. I I, I wanna say my my, like Miami can beat. You know what? I'm gonna change it right here, right now. Miami's going in. It's gonna be four. It's gonna be four two. Miami. Interesting. All right. So you have Bucks in the finals on one side. No, on I have side, I have Miami. Or sorry, Miami in the finals on one side. I have Bucks in the finals. Okay. Um, on the other side, I have Golden State Suns. I think Golden State takes it four three. I think uh, Phoenix wins that four two. So I'm. I have Phoenix. Ooh. Interesting. I have, yeah, I have Phoenix, Phoenix and Miami, and I think Phoenix wins that four two. All right, you th- so you think Phoenix wins the championship? I think Phoenix wins the championship. They are a fine oiled machine. I think, um, oh man, the Miami one has me thinking, but I can I don't want to repeat prediction the finals again. But I'm gonna say because like last year's finals, but I. I could see it happen. I think I think Miami's playing with a lot of swagger right now, and I think they're – yeah, I see Miami and Phoenix, man. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I have Golden State Bucks, and I have Bucks taking it 4-3. I think it's a seven-game banger. I'm not surprised if Golden State makes it. I think I, that – Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State wins it. Same. Um, I think Brooklyn I, – I, I think there's five teams that I could honestly see winning really it? winning it. Me too. Let me see. Okay, let me let me just, let me see what I have. I have. I think Phoenix can win it. I think Golden State can win it from that side. Um, legitimately, people could say Philadelphia. I just I don't believe that Harden's going to be consistent enough. Um, the other side, I think there's three teams. I would say Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Miami can win it. 
See, I want to say – I think – okay, it's going to sound really contradictory because I have Miami losing in the first round. Um, I do think they can win it. Like, I, I really do. I I picked upset mostly because you got to pick an upset every now and then. Yeah, mine was Minnesota. Yeah, we're there. And technically, Nets-Celtics is an upset, but it doesn't feel like an upset. It's not an upset. I don't think uh, so. It's, I think it's, it's even seed, two seed, but like, yeah. Um, I so I, I picked the upset of the Hawks because I think you know it, it, Trey Young's fun to watch, um, but I also like rooting for Jimmy Butler. I, I like Jimmy Butler a lot. Um, I could see Heat winning it, even though I picked them to go out in the first round. Um, I could see obviously Bucks winning it. Um, I don't think the Nets can win it this year. I really don't. I I think the Nets have a chance to make a run, but I I don't see the Nets winning it. Um, and then on the Western, Golden State Suns, I think, are the, like clearly the two best teams. I I would have to agree. I think that's fair. Like I I uh, I don't know how Golden State and Phoenix is going to play, man. I really see that going either way for me. Um, I think there's a couple of series that just go either way. I. I want to say Jordan Cole keeps playing like he's playing. I don't know if Golden State's going to lose a series at all. But they, but yeah, but he he has been playing that way. Like he has. Like exactly. I think it, it's Curry's going to do what Curry's going to do. Like you're you're yeah. not realistically you're not going to stop Steph Curry. Yeah, because he'll just pull up from the the other side of the court and make it. But you have three guys that can score, man, and. Yeah. Your your fifth best starter is Wiggins, who is a great number five. Like yeah. as in not center, as in like number five. And yeah. I mean Clay Thompson isn't Clay Thompson of like twenty sixteen. Yeah, but he can but still get not, you twenty any night. Yeah. He he's a consistent he's still If hard. he's open, he's, he'll he'll he'll, he'll make the three. One of the best like spot up shooters of yeah. all time, really. Um I say this though, Phoenix just seems like they're on a mission to me, man. They they seem like they're playing angry, but they're playing so clean. Like I watched them play. I watched the first game, and granted, it was against um, uh, who are they playing? Who was their first team? New Orleans. New Orleans, who I think is undoubtedly the worst team in the playoffs. Um, they were, they were, it was clinical, man. They won like what thirty six games. Like during the regular season and their playoffs, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Since we're talking playoffs, I don't agree with the play-in tournament anymore. I think during COVID, it made sense because it was the shortened season. But if we're playing full seasons, personally, I don't. I don't agree with it. I completely disagree with you. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I do. I think anytime you can have primetime basketball, you should accept having primetime basketball. So I look at it as it may be overblown, but when Minnesota um, uh, beat up on the Clippers and they celebrated afterwards, even though they might not even win a single series in the playoffs, they might get knocked out the first round, which is what they're supposed to be doing, right? They're the seventh seed. Um, that was hype. I think anytime you can create that, I think the allure of – any of that is sweet. I think um, the fact that – and even people having failures I think is great. Seeing the Clippers fail and completely miss the playoffs I think is great for the game. It's like having someone be like, oh, they didn't succeed. I think the fact that LaMelo Ball on um, the Charlotte Hornets had two opportunities to make the playoffs and failed both times and played bad games both games I think sets up an arc for the following season to sit there and be like, 
Maybe he's going to play with the edge, a different kind of edge. He's not going to be as loose. Maybe he's going to play with some some anger and all that. I think, I think that's cool. I also think I. Yeah, no, I'm gonna let you continue first. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish out. I I just think that's suspenseful. It's cool, and don't get me wrong, right? I get it because it's like the ninth, tenth team. They're not as you know. They're just more often than not going to get beat by the number one seed, but we're going to sit there and see a team that is in the plan, the Minnesota Timberwolves, that legitimately have a shot at winning. They legitimately have a shot at winning like their first like their first round series against a great team. Um, uh, a team that was in that, which, I mean, Brooklyn would have been the seventh seed, and they earned the seventh seed, right? But, but Minnesota would have been as well. Minnesota would have been as well, but... I don't know. I'm about it. I also think, and this is more the bubble, but um, this is more relating to the bubble. But remember when Phoenix went like eight and zero, and then the next season, even though it didn't matter, even though stuff had to go their way for them to make the playoffs, and the next thing you know, they're this fine oil machine that just kicks butt the next year. I think this is kind of that where it alludes to like, ooh, Clippers need need, need to make changes. Lakers aren't even in that. I think it just creates content. I think it creates news. I so I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, like, I think it does create content, and, and I think you know at the end of the day, that's why they're doing it is because the more playoff games they have, the more people are going to watch, the more money they're going to make. And at the end of the day, the NBA is a business. You know, it's what they do. Yeah, I feel like it just rewards. I don't want to say rewards mediocrity because that's 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 going a little far, but I, I think it makes the regular season games less impactful to an extent because. You can have a team that, like, what was the what was the Spurs record? Let me look it up. Give me one second. Give me one second. Standings. Spurs won thirty four games. They went thirty four and forty eight. And if they just happen to win, it's see the thing with the play in tournament is it's based off of one game. Any team could have a bad game. Like, it's been since, what, Golden State that we saw, like, that many perfect games in a season, like, in a playoff, right? Like, it just – teams are going to lose a game. That That's how it goes. Like, I, I feel like it just gives those teams that, like, have not shown they can be contenders a chance to have a fluke. I, I, I guess that's what it feels like. It feels like it's rewarding flukes if that makes sense. And I, I know that that sounds harsh and I'm not, I don't mean it in like that harsh of a way, but like, I don't think a team that w- goes 34 and 48 should realistically have a chance at the playoffs. I think that's fair. I um, Here's where I'll push back. I think that there should not be 82 games in the regular season. I think there should be less. And I think it's the same thing with, um, MLB right as well. I don't think I don't think there needs to be 162 games. The reason for that is because I hate this whole idea of superstars taking time off and resting for the playoffs because they know right. Yeah. And it's fine because it's like especially like Brooklyn is the seventh seed. Do you think that they care that they're the seventh seed? Sure, they'd rather be a higher seed, but but because they have Durant and Kyrie Irving, they think they can win any game, and they can. They 100 can. Yeah. Um, I think that. Now, I think it impacted the, the Clippers, right? Because you had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and you had different stuff like that. But, like, um, 
and they end up like missing it. But if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are healthy and playing, and they're the eighth seed, and let's say they're the ninth seed, which they were, right? But if they're the eighth seed and get in, they they can win, like they can. Um, I think I want more me- me- meaningful basketball. So I don't disagree with you, but I think if the games were 60 games instead of 82 games, I think the, it'll be more impactful. Also, on top of that... Back-to-back should really be a thing, honestly. I, I think that's just harmful to the players. Yeah. I do. Um, top of that, I think it was last season, maybe a couple seasons before that, but I think it was last season when one of the playing games was one of the best games ever. It was like Golden State Warriors against the Lakers and it was like a clutch game between like Steph Curry and LeBron James. Remember that from last year? I don't. They were the seventh and eighth seed respectively, like fighting for it. And it was a phenomenal astounding game. And I was like, that wouldn't have existed without this game. But I do agree with you in the inherent fairness of it. I just, I'm just about the drama of it. That's fair. That's fair. And and I, I think it just comes down to like how you, like where you rate certain elements of the game, yeah. Um, because at at and then at the end of the day, it's it's all entertainment. Like obviously, you know, for them, it's their careers, like and, and it's their livelihood. Um, so I'm not going to say it's not important because that's how they feed their families. But it's still entertainment. Uh, you know, it's it's what it is at the end of the day. Um, so, so it's just how you weighted, I guess. So talk to me about this. How do you view things that – because if we're talking about the entertainment of things, are you familiar that Kyrie Irving flipped off the Boston Celtics? I am. I am. And he got fined $50,000 for it, mm-hmm. right? Um, yet the fans treated him so poorly. Like they treated him so poorly and he's like – and his response to it was so real and I respected it. He was like, he was like, yeah, if anyone says that and we're not in this setting, like you fight them. But – we're not allowed to do that. We're the, we're the ones that are supposed to be docile. They're not. Oh, and sports fans are giving, given so much leniency when it comes to what they can do. And I feel like you hear all these wild stories of fans getting kicked out, but like, those are the extreme cases. Yeah. And we're talking about that. The like extreme stuff too, right? With the Ron Ortez thing, the malice in the palace, he gets shit thrown at him. And then I'm like, what? And then on top of that, um, I mean, I've seen stuff on, on TV, live television, or like NBC on a football game, NFL, right? Where the Philadelphia Eagles or the Oakland Raiders at the time, they would have a little stuffed animal of the other teams like QB, probably Tony Robo, being like hung by like a noose. Yeah. And stuff and like that. I think I, I think that's ridiculous. I, I really do. Um, but I, I think it's even more ridiculous for like things like that to exist or even things as basic as like how the Celtics were treating Kyrie Irving and like expect him to not respond in some way. Yeah. I, I, like he's not a machine. Like he's a human with emotions, with like thoughts on things. Like he, he has a good point. Anyone would react. Like if, if it was like randomly in the street. I mean, and like, think about how many people flip each other off just driving down the road. Yeah. But because he's a professional basketball player, it's supposed to be like... Because a- because he's paid millions of dollars rep- rep- representing the NBA, they can say what they want to say, and I get that. But I think I would be... I'd be more a fan of, nah, like, if you're going to do... Th- like, em- embrace the entertainment aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. And 
sit there and let your stars be stars. I think people love to hate Kyrie, but people love to love Kyrie as well. For example, Kyrie's an entertainer. He really is. He and what? He, Kyrie's an entertainer. He works the crowd. Yeah, he does. He really does. And he does a good job of it. Whether he's playing the good guy or like, like he was in Cleveland or playing the villain like he is on the Nets. Uh, he works the crowd and does it well. It's the same thing with Trey Young when he goes to Madison Square Garden. He, like, and he always does the bow and everything. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I love it. I eat that up. Um, okay. We've talked about this a little bit before. Kind of. Do you think, like for me, I prefer when someone like Kyrie Irving or Trey Young like leans into that role as opposed to how Durant acted as like the villain on Golden State, where like he visibly let it get to him rather mm-hmm. than embrace it. I think if he would have embraced it, it would have been just like 10 times better. I think it's so difficult. It's hard to tell though because Kevin Durant be- went from being basically the poster boy to he should have embraced it and he didn't. And you can tell that it got to him and it kind of tarnishes his legacy a bit, but he also totally won and did it and proved them wrong and is an elite player and always has been. It has never impacted how he plays. He's always dominated, but LeBron James, when he left to go to Miami, he embraced being the villain. He was the villain. And then, then he went to Cleveland. He's like, I'm the hero. And he was the hero. Um, Yeah. Kevin Durant could do that, but he's just so – he's he's the NBA's Aaron Rodgers, man. He really is. That That's the best way to describe it. It really is. Like, like you love to watch him play. He's probably a good hang, but, like, at the same time, you're like, ah, you're so, <laughs> so like, you care a little too much about what people think, um, which is – which, from our perspective, it's hard to say. I, I, I would be lying if I said that a lot, lot of that stuff wouldn't get to me. But um, – Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think everyone deals with it differently. I mean, look at how look at how Ben Simmons has handled everything that's been thrown at him. Yeah. I've been very well. So the thing is, too, is that cause you could argue that Durant didn't handle it very well, right? Because he had burner accounts. But mm-hmm. but Durant always produced. So, yeah. like, it was fine. And so Ben, ben Simmons, yeah. I think him being Golden State for Durant really helped because I think Steph is so egoless, Clay's egoless. Like they're all very like, like you you can hear Durant talk about it. Like he has n- nothing negative about it. He was like, "Yeah, man." You could tell from the top of the entire organization to the bottom, people are about winning the game. And I was like, "All right, that's cool." I mean, look and, at the way that Draymond plays. You 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 can critique him all you want, but like, dude, dude's a selfish player. He works, man. Yeah. He's so unorthodox too. Is he? Is Draymond Green our generations like Artest and and um, Dennis I Rodman? Rodman? I was thinking Rodman. I really was. Like yeah. especially during the championship runs, like that's how I viewed it. Like you obviously like comparing. Everyone was comparing Golden State to like the '96 Bulls, right? Right. Um, I feel like Rodman Draymond is like the easiest comparison there. You have obviously have Jordan as the superstar with Curry as the superstar. Not saying they're on the same level. Um, I do think. Let me th- let me think real quick. Yeah, I would probably put Curry as a top ten player all time, probably ten. Yeah, I think that's fair. But obviously, he's not on Jordan's level. Who knows? He might eventually be. Like, maybe it would it would take a lot, but he might eventually be. 
up there. I, I think he could end his career top five. Um, I agree. But, like, you have those comparisons, and then you have, like, Scottie Pippen and Clay Thompson, like, both dominant players, just not the most dominant on the team, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think it's fascinating, too, because, like, looking at those two, it's just, like, the difference in era. Because, like, one is a more offensive era, one's a more defensive era. Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan or like, more in your face and all that. Jordan, I, I guess, is an anomaly because he's the best to ever play. But, like, Pippen... I mean, he 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 would work now, but Pippen like compares really well to like a Kawhi Leonard, you know, mm-hmm. um, where he's like very defensive, but but yeah. like the the one that gets compared to them, you can just see how the era changed. Where like even oh, yeah. now, like Draymond Green, he's 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 a defensive guy, but the guy can like pass and he has IQ and he like. Well, think about Jokic, like how he plays. He's one of my favorite players to watch because he's yeah. a big man. Who is arguably like top three passer in the league? He's throwing dimes, man. Yeah, he really is. David, can you it has been an hour? that's that's crazy. We talked a lot about basketball. We really did. Well, I mean, it's 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 the thing that's happening now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a good time to talk. Whether cheese or the basketball, cheese and basketball. So Miami and the Phoenix Suns, and I say Phoenix Suns win that series four to two. And yours is again. I have Bucks Golden State Bucks winning at four three. Okay, but I okay. can see Golden State. I could see that series going either way. Yeah, man. Some of these series, I I can even see Miami winning it all. Like I don't even know. This is crazy. Yeah, it's it's wild. I think Bucks Miami Golden State and Suns are probably the best four teams in the game right now. Yeah, like in the playoffs. Again, with the caveat that prior to Game One, I picked the Hawks upsetting. The Heat, um, I guess. I mean, anything can happen. There's still more games left, but like, I don't know. I don't know. No, that's real. Um, I, I'm approaching this the same way I approached the uh, NCAA bracket. Um, I haven't watched a single game yet, which I'm more invested into pro basketball than I am college basketball. I've never watched a game of college basketball all the way through. I'm, I'm the same way. Um, I watched on Easter. I watched a couple playoff basketball games, and that's it. Yeah. So I haven't really watched much this year, but I have a grasp of the game and I know the stars well enough. Same with you. Yeah. Yeah. David. Before you go, before we go, we cannot forget, listen to those albums again this week. Yes. So we can. So we're certified lover boy. We have off season. We have Donda. Uh, we have melodic blue by baby Kim. We have, um, Core days, and we have Tyler's, and we rank them again. Yeah, I agree. Okay, yeah. we're gonna do it. Yes, sir. Do we? Do we leave now? Do we? I guess we do. Yeah, I guess. I guess, it's, I guess we do that. Do we do that? 